everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 125. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. I'm Linwood Silver Phoenix Knight. And I'm Jamie. Wait, 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 hold it, hold it, hold it, wait, 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 hold it, hold it. When did the podcast get a little bit bigger? Um... Where did you come from? Out of nowhere. Just snuck into your podcast when no one was looking. <laughs> you invited me here. I, I, well, I invite. I know I did, but I, I need a better security system. I, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to fire the people I have as a security system. They let people onto the podcast, but it is what it is and what it is. I don't <laughs> I'll know screw you. Detail. Uh, take a number, take a number. Everybody's a critic. They want to they want to do damage to me. What did I ever do? Not a word out of you, Mako-chan. <laughs> I was just about to say. I, I, I know you too well. I have a list of things you've done. <sighs> I'm sure we all do, Adam. Yes, 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 yes. We are live tonight, week of August 6, 2013. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. If you have a chat client such as Merck, XChat, or even Chatzilla, head on. you can use irc.gamesearch.net and the chat room is Vogue. Or if you head over to animejamsession.com, click on, I believe, Vogue Network or Forums link. And there is a little uh, hyperlink. You click on it, whatever your chat client is, will bring you right into the chat room. Um, don't forget to check us out on the VOG Network, and if you are part of the VOG Network, go ahead and get a check-in. Check-in of points. Eh, sort of like achievements on Xbox Live, but a lot cooler and less screaming of 12-year-olds that are running around. We kind of have them taped up in the closet. <laughs> we are live, like I said. We are on Tuesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Encore Presentation, uh, t- Thursdays at 1 p.m. So I think we got that out the way. What does everybody think? Yeah, I think we can get started now. Uh, you, you, you had that right. You, you have no idea. <sighs> In between Skype and rebooting of the modem, it, it, it's been a little special around here. A little? Just a little. A Isn't little? it always? Mm, depends on which day of the week, I guess. So, anywho, Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um... It was okay. I really didn't do anything. Um, I basically worked a lot. And then I basically sat at my computer reading porn. When are you on your computer reading porn? Uh, Let me get back to you with that. I think the uh, most exciting thing that I did was I started on my payments for my plushie. What kind of plushie? Yep. My plushie, I'm finally, after about uh, eight to ten years of wanting it, getting a Bat Duo plushie. That's, wow. 
So I'm really excited, and uh, yeah, so five more payments. <laughs> Just cranking them out, are you? Yeah, you something like that. An infomercial? Was it five payments in 1999 or something like that? Um, no, a mutual friend of Ranma and I makes plushies for a living. Is it wrong of me to say Mako-chan here for OxyClean? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, nobody asked you. Well, are yeah, you? So I, I've, I've been wanting a plushie from her for quite a while, and finally I decided, you know what, screw it. So uh, I emailed her and set it up, and in five more payments... <laughs> five low, easy, easy payments of nineteen ninety nine. I wish it was 1999. <laughs> it would be so much simpler if it was 1999. And if we go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Degenerate Johnny says, I'm waiting on my Ron Jeremy plushie. Oh, God. Oh, oh. Yeah, this is not a porn plushie. Sorry. <laughs> That's our chat room, folks. Yeah. No, in some of the... Uh, little omake from the manga uh, you get the chibi versions of the Gundam pilots and in one of them Duo is a bat so I've wanted that forever so I will soon have it na 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 bat duo <laughs> dumbass <laughs> well that was going to happen so yeah, nobody asked you. Oh, Aria. And I'm just I'm just being hedonism bot right now, so how about I you? apologize for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got off of work and I'm like, you know what? I I just I need something, so um I have chocolate in a container that I'm dipping pretzels in and I have my alcoholic beverage and I set up my hookah. So yeah. <laughs> just remember boys and girls. Podcast responsibly. What? It's just an alcoholic beverage. My hookah has nothing in it except for hookah tobacco. I meant, I meant in reference to the, uh, the alcoholic, be the adult alcoholic beverage. Yes, that is very actually very delicious. <sighs> I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Continue on. Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, mostly my week has been just planning for Oticon. I I had to get my schedule reworked for work, but uh, I mean, I managed to get it done after uh, you know some finagling with my uh, supervisors. But the only problem is the the only the only person who could switch with me for this weekend is working the midnight shift, which I have to go into in about uh, five ten minutes. Gotcha. Now, gr granted, the uh, there's very little traffic this time of night and. And one of the uh, exits I have to work at, there's a little TV in the booth, and I got my my 3DS and my uh, phone with me, so it's not too bad. That's good. I don't, like I said, just planning for Otakon. I gotta get my iPod back into my car, back into my house, so I can uh, put together another perfect playlist. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Just gotta got the the cosplays I have lined up. I'm gonna be playing. Going as Ash from Pokemon and uh, Steven Stills a talent. 
No, and, Dan, uh, no Dan Hibiki? Uh, I've had some physical issues with that uh, cosplay, and I can't really wear it right now. No problem. Uh, it's called I'm Too Fucking Fat again. Let's not even get into that. That's gonna. That's something we're going to be talking about later. And, and Mako-chan's already in the tank ready to open fire on that. Yeah, yes. I can't be here to discuss that. Just know that that if you you if you address me with "Hey, fatty," you're you're gonna get what's coming to you. Just that sometimes what's coming to you is a fucking headbutt to the skull, to the nose. I hear you. And if we go to the chat room real quick, Degenerate Johnny says, "Did Mako try to be like Super Milk Chan when she said you dumbass?" Yes, yes, I did. You dumbass. It's actually on my cosplay to-do list. You need that. You you need that as as a text message or text message indicator. Yeah, maybe only when you text message me. You do realize I can reprogram it to something else. You'd have to actually pay attention to my phone first. That doesn't take much. I'm not yeah, going to use just the forbidden punch of legend on just any schmuck, you know. <laughs> Oh, the scene from Army of Darkness. We have to repeat the phrase. Yeah. Anywho, uh, Linwood, it's been a while since you've been on the show. How you been, buddy? I've been good. Thanks for having me again. Hey, no problem. So, fill the people in on what you've been up to. Well, basically, I've been to BronyCon. I just got back from BronyCon Sunday morning. It was a great experience. We'll talk about that more later. But right now, I'm just dealing with BronyCon photos write-ups, a really kick-ass interview that Jamie and I did that I'm also writing up as well. Sweet. <coughs> Mom on the details for now, and Mom on the details for now, and basically just surviving work. That's what everybody's doing, surviving work. So let's, let's move it right along, and Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Ranma. You're quite welcome. So, Tell the fans a little bit about yourself and how we found you. Um, okay. Well, I am one of the associate um, writers for Outhauser. I joined Linwood at BronyCon. Um, we did a couple of really neat interviews. I'm helping him clean up stuff for uh, articles and whatnot. And um, I'm just an overall fan, geek girl, like everyone else. Um... And right now, I'm just working on playing through uh, Dragon's Crown, and that's pretty much it. What is Dragon's Crown? Um, it is a side-scrolling like beat 'em up game by Atlas. Um, same people who did Odin Sphere. Mm. Um, just a really visually amazing game. Gameplay so far pretty fun. Um, really hot ladies. Lots of hot ladies. <laughs> okay, you have to uh, you have to link that to me. Okay, I might have to check this out. <laughs> okay, of course you do. Janelle, uh, what was that, Mako? I said, of course you do. I shut it. So, who are you playing as, Jamie? I'm playing as the sorceress. Yes. <laughs> Why are they just really powerful, or they look, or the character models look hot, or something? Uh, they're hotter. I think she's definitely uh, one of the more well-endowed characters in the game. <coughs> mm, pardon me. Did it suddenly just get hot in here? <laughs> I, I'm turning up my air conditioner up a little bit higher, okay? Because it's a little hot in here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you keep talking about this, I'm going back to my Harry Potter porn. Like you ever left it. No, actually, it's still sitting up right here. <laughs> I didn't know that. And just so you know, if she had her tablet in front of her, it'd be in fan fiction Kindle format where she could read it. It would be. Under a blanket with a flashlight. I, I don't need to go that far. <laughs> She'll read it out in, out in front of everyone and not give a fuck what we think. <laughs> what? I, I've watched hentai in front of people. I'm, I'm going to be upset about reading? <laughs> Who that hasn't reminds me. Hentai in front of people? That reminds me. I need to have another hentai party. Okay. We're going to save that for another time. <laughs> Speaking of hot chicks, what? <laughs> Uh, and, and you're and you're and you're, and you're pointing fingers at me about the game, okay? And you're pointing fingers at me, right? Heart, pot, pot meets kettle. What? Heart. I'll heart you. Heart. So, anywho, let's see. Not too much has been going on with me except that I am coming down to the wire. It's pretty much ten days left till I am officially done with school. Woohoo! Yay! I just had to email one of my professors because I realized um, I have a practical on Thursday. So I'm trying to find out if I can reschedule it. If not, I'm not leaving for Otakon until 12 o'clock that day. So Maybe if I'm lucky, I can get in early, do the practical, and get out. And all it is, is a timed event. He's going to give us five things to do and see how fast we can do them. So you should have no problem with that, right? Yeah, but the problem is we're doing it on these training discs, and the training disc tells you how to do it the long way, where I know how to do it through the shortcut. Right, right click on my computer, go to manage, pull up the console, add this, done. Whereas I have to go here to administrative tools, open this, go here, and you know. As my, that's why Microsoft and, and Cats have one thing in common there's more than one way to skin it. But anywho, also on the shocking side of things, I've been playing a game besides Candy Crush Saga. You lie. I, I shit you not. What game is it? It's a game called Phantom Breakers. Now, there's two versions. There's one that came out for the 360 that was a fighting game. And then there's, this, I think it's like an offshoot sequel. It's Phantom Breakers Battleground. It's very Scott Pilgrimish with the 8, the eight and 16-bit graphics. It's a 2D side-scroller, and you jump between screens like in Fatal Fury. Ooh, Is the it, first one. Mm -hmm. So you're pretty much dashing in, beating people up, and raising your levels and going back and forth. Is, Is, that, the one I was Is that the one I was watching you play? Yes. Oh, yeah, that looked cute. Well, Linwood, let me ask you. Do you, li do you like chiptunes? Yes. Do you like um, side-scrolling beat-em-ups? Yeah. Of course. This game is right up your alley. Especially if you liked uh, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, I love that game. You know... Scott Pilgrim was awesome. I had, to play, the on I had to play the online mode sometime. It's very fun. Mm -hmm. The last time we played online mode, I think um, my bro Dimitrex was on, and he made a real off-color comment about his ex-girlfriend, uh, ex who was also my ex-roommate. That was one of the few times where I actually had to stop and walk away from the game. So, huh. yeah. And if we go to the chat room real quick, we have uh, Scarlet who says, I finally got past level 28 or whatever that was. Stupid jelly. Jay Green is laughing at Mako's Hentai Club. I think you might have to open membership on that. 
and degenerate Johnny goes, I'll bring the tentacle grape for the hentai party. <laughs> and I, I ain't gonna lie, I thought live action Blue Girl was pretty hilarious. It was, it was horribly hilarious. But, um, there's another. Vaseline and hoses. Well, there's another live action series I watched. I forget the name of it, but it was a, it was a funny, it was funny. Uh, and I just remember it had to do with trees and plants. Something of that dark. tells me nothing. Something of darkness or something like that. I, I, I'll figure it out. No big deal. So, anywho. So, on tonight's showgram, we have a lot of stuff we're going to cover. Uh, most of it's kind of brief. Um, I went to a Cosplay for Cause event. I'll get into that briefly. Uh, we'll talk quickly about the mate. I can do that. Maid Cafe. Well, I can do that right now. In 12 days, New York City will have its very first Maid Cafe opening up at 150 Center Street in Chinatown, New York City. Grand opening is Saturday the 18th, so come on down. I'll be there taking pictures. It'll be cool stuff. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about the upcoming Heroes of Cosplay and our Cosplay Presidente, El Presidente, put her foot in her mouth, so... That's always a fun thing. Yep. And we got World Cosplay Summit. We'll run through that quickly. And then we'll go knee-deep into BronyCon. I think that's going to work. Does everybody agree? Agree. Yep. Yeah. All right. So. so I say let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we're going to jump right into the thicket of things. Sure. I'll have to bid you guys adieu for now. All right. Okay, Ari, I will see you this weekend. We're going to bust skulls and take names. Looking forward to it, man. You got it, broski. See you later. Later, bro. Good night, everybody. Good, Good night. night. Good night, Dr. Nick. And on that note, we will be back.
If you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sista and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku. Alright, so now we got that down and out of the way. Let's get to the matter of hand. But um, before we get into things, Marco, do you want to briefly tell everybody what happened about the biggest Sailor Moon announcement this weekend? Briefly about the Sailor Moon announcement. Okay. Um, basically, they rickrolled the fans. Um, most of the Sailor Moon announcement was about the musical, introducing some of the actresses. Um, very little was actually said about the anime, except that it is due out this winter, and that it is going to have a global release. Hmm, where have I heard that before? Well, yeah, considering last year's announcement, they said it was going to release during the summer, and then it was changed to sometime during the fall, and now it's sometime during the winter. The thing is, they still don't have a voice actress for Usagi. Wait, so Mitsuno, Kitsuno Mitsuhishi is not coming back? I would assume not. Well, because originally they said she... No, it was rumored that she was going to. Naoki? And she's supposed to be helping out whoever they get in as the actress. So they're going to make her like the Neo-Queen Serenity of the voice actresses. Something like that. I don't know. But, um, yeah, a- according to what has been going on, they don't, e- ha- they don't even have a voice actress for Usagi yet. So, so they talked about the old merchandise. They haven't even covered the new merchandise that came out the day before the, uh, the event. So yeah, so they basically rolled it. Um, and we found out that uh, Momoclo is doing the opening and the ending theme. I don't know if it's like we got Rick rolled. It's more like Toei and company were trolling us. Yeah. I think the Sailor Moon fandom is the only fandom you can rickroll and troll and get away with successfully because people will fall for a hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And there is going to be another, I think it's, uh, I think it's Thursday. They're doing a short little thing, um, and that's for the musical. Mm. I'm not, I'm not exactly, I've seen some stuff on there, but um, Ubasu basically posted that they're doing giveaways during that one, so if you watch it they'll he'll give a password and you can either tweet him or something like that to get swag. 
That would be the only reason why I would watch it. <laughs> so, Linwood, what, have you been following the Sailor Moon fandom and what's been going on? What was that? I've been asked, I asked Linwood, has he been following the Sailor Moon fandom and what's been going on? Well, I haven't really been following the fandom, but I did hear about the trolling. Yeah. And, yeah, wow, that's, that's very Capcom-ish. Very. Jamie, what do you think? Um, to be honest, I haven't really uh, followed this very much at all. I've only seen a few tidbits of it, um, so I kind of have a, a neutral opinion on it. I think that's the, the most smartest answer I've heard, because you're standing on the outside edge of the rabbit hole. And if we go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, we have Scarlet saying, I wish it was Rick Ashley singing the opening theme, followed by Cherno Alpha saying, never going to give you info, never going to make you believe, never going to be straight up or tell you. And Hockey Con goes, for Michael Okino to don some Lord of the Rings cosplay gear and kill some trolls. And, for, and make sure this gets out of everybody's system. Come on. Now, we have that out of our system already. Sure we do. Sure. But my th one thing that caught me off guard is that it's going to be streaming worldwide on Nico Nico Duga. As opposed to it being on, like, on Asahi TV or TV Tokyo or something like that. Yeah, well, it's streaming worldwide, but they haven't said anything yet about, like, whether it's going to be streamed subtitled. Well, it's, there, it, it's very, it could very well be streamed in the raw. And in that case, that means we'll have to wait about a week before somebody pulls a stream rip, subs it, and puts it online. And if there's... And le unless somebody here licenses it first. In which... Um, too bad. You'll be waiting about six months. Well, it depends. Now you got. Well, no. If it's if it's somebody like um, Funimation. Worst rumor in the industry. Well, no. But I'm saying if Funimation gets the licensing rights for the new anime, they will release it with the subtitles usually the day after. Mm -hmm. At least that's what they did for Brotherhood. I remember that. That was smart. See, now, my, there's one thing I think we're forgetting about. Toei has an American arm. So, technically, Toei America could grab the rights and probably give it to one of the subbing studios out there to do it. And since there aren't that many Japanese companies with a U.S. arm, whereas you got Toei and Aniplex, wouldn't that surprise me if Toei listens to Aniplex and be like, yeah, put it out on DVD. Put five episodes to a DVD. Charge $60 per disc. People will buy it, and the sad part is they will. With Sailor Moon? Oh, hell yes, they will. I see fist fights for people over this shit, okay? Well, if you notice that a lot of the merchandise that's coming out now mm -hmm. is all based on the old anime. So there's going to be one of two things happening. Either this stuff is going to go up in price because it's based on the old anime, or it's going to come way down in price after the fact because it's based on the old anime. I Here's the thing. Well, at, if the series comes out and it's going to be in pure HD, if the animation style is similar to the manga, 
and they go like the whole monster of the day thing and keeping it to the manga i have a feeling that the original anime stuff the re-releases and stuff i think that, that that's going to go down because it, it, it's come down to the point where if you don't like what they're doing go watch the original 200 episodes and leave the rest of us alone pretty much yeah it'll be like it'll be like dragon ball kai but with actual new animation well, the only new animation Dragon Ball Kai had was opening and ending. If there was more to it, I sure as hell didn't know. So, anywho, let me move. Let me get this out the way. All right, and um, like I uh, said earlier, on Sunday through C4C, um, a local cosplay group out in the New York Tri-State area had a Cosplay for a Cause event uh, Sunday at Two Moon Cafe in Brooklyn, a charity event to raise money for Child's Play. It ran a little bit longer than normal. It, it, as always, it was like a really a, more of a glorified anime meetup, but it was still cool. I'm not sure how much money was raised, but... I'd say maybe about a couple of hundred bucks, which I think was a good thing. Um, they had a Tenshino Eye Cafe there, which was kind of interesting. You had the main cafe where everything was going on, where you can get coffee, snacks, and stuff like that. And then if you go outside to the backyard veranda area, Tenshino Eye was set up out there. You can go out there and get food, which was pretty much Chips Ahoy cookies and whatever was on the sandwich maker. Well, it is two bucks for a, you, know, you get a, a quote unquote full meal, so you I guess you get what you pay for. Moving right along, this appeared on my feed this morning, actually yesterday. Now, as we all know, next week, which is the fourteenth, yes, uh, Sci-Fi Channel will be airing a program called Heroes of Cosplay. Which, was a, which is a reality show, which was originally supposed to be about people in cosplay and what they do and all that cool stuff. Which has become more along the lines of, how you say, a competition program. That's not good. Is it really a competition program or yes. it's just a series of no. competitions and masquerades? It's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. It's like they're going to do comp- they're going to be in the masquerades and then they could do the extra scene where who get out of these eight people who gets eliminated. Yeah, it's like that. Well, I I really have no opinion to form on that aspect of well, on that aspect. Actually, it's the thirteenth. My bad. Well, it's. Well, doesn't matter how you look at it. I am slowly working on the drinking game for it. Okay. I guarantee you, by the end of, by the end of this out this mini series, somebody's going out for alcohol poisoning. But pretty much, the New York Post actually did an article about this. It was very bland, at least. But then again, it is the New York Post. I want to read off a certain segment about this that made me say, no, what the fuck, who said this, I want their head on a silver platter. We learned that 
if the industry industry has a legend, it is the one and only Yaya Han, a woman who is such a remarkable designer slash wearer of the wild, hugely expensive costumes she and her boyfriend create. That's how she's now the go-to authority. Wait. Stop. I can pull out my phone. I can pull at least 20 names of people I can contact via Instant Messenger, email, Skype, telephone number for information and advice on cosplay without having to be a fan, wait online for an autograph to ask her, her, ask her questions and stuff like that. That caught me off guard. Cosplay doesn't really have a, um... An immortal legend, if you ask me. It's just a bunch of us doing stupid shit and having a good time with it. Right? Am I right about that, or...? Yeah. Okay. Let's see if we can get this up here, because Hockey Common says it kind of fits what's going on now. So we got the, the Mortal Kombat theme. So, anyhow. So. And in our last episode... Yaya Han made a comment about there's no fun in cosplay for her. It's all business. It's all or nothing. I find... Um, Adam? Yes? Let's make sure we're not misquoting that. Okay. She said it's not fun for her. Okay, yeah. Let me get that quote up. Go because, yes, yeah, she did say something about fun being secondary. Yeah, she said that she's basically a professional because she's making money from it. I know a lot of people who are professionals that are making money off it and are still having fun with it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. She said, that is cosplay to me. Fuck fun, this is my life. What, to me, whether it's a hobby or a job or something like that, if I'm not having fun with it, I'm going to resent it. Case in point, the last six months when I was at Staples. So, anywho. Now, we have this other article, which is something I've been saying for God knows how long. No such thing as professional cosplay. This article comes from uh, friends of ScarletRhapsody.net over at PlasticRonins.com. The long and short of it, it's pretty much the article calls Yaya Han out for being a hypocrite, saying one thing when she means something else. As the first paragraph says... When Yaya posted the status above, the cosplay community fell into a huge disarray. Some agreed with her, while others bashed her and lost whatever respect they had for her. The status itself is the most erratic and contradictory statement anyone's seen out of Yaya. This is a woman who urged the community to stay tight and not to create any separation, yet her Facebook statement did the opposite of that. I've seen friends split between their opinions about her, and some of the debate became quite fierce that it would seem that the flame war was imminent. But that's not the biggest problem with her statement, and so on and so forth. Now, I give her props for what she's done when it comes to cosplay. I give her props for her marketing skills and all this and all of that. It's when it comes down to where, you know, there's no fun in it for me. You're like an autonomous robot. That's where I have the issue. 
You mean to tell me that there is you have no fun in getting up on stage and showing off what you're doing or making that commission or doing this or doing that? You have no, you know, that's my problem. And the floor is open to anybody who wants to jump in and say their two cents. I am totally cool with it. I'll jump in. Go for um, it. Yeah. So I feel like people are have been like really overanalyzing what Yaya has been saying. Mm-hmm. She mentions fun is just the surface, and I think she enjoys what she does, um, but it's not priority. And while I think some people won't respect her the same way because of that, I don't think she's just throwing fun out the door as if like, like oh, it's just completely mundane. And I absolutely hate this, but it brings in the 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 cash. It's my cash cow. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know exactly if that is exactly what she's trying to say. Again, I think Yaya used a poor choice of words. Exactly. Uh, yes. By by making this status. Exactly. But I think again, like geeks are taking it the wrong way. Yeah, but has she gone on to explain what she really meant? No, she hasn't, actually. There you go. That's, I mean, that's what I'm waiting for, is she said this, and then there was backlash, and there's still nothing from her. I think that might be her ego, also. Mm -hmm. Not confronting what she said. See, that's one of the reasons why... I myself is very I'm very meticulous and tactful in what I say on my Facebook because if I'm going to say something like that I'm going to have at least reasons for it I wouldn't say something like that outright I would say like when like when it comes to podcasting it's fun I will sit and talk about the issues I've had the all the problems and so forth but then I'm like in the end this was a challenge I overcame it and I found it fun despite all of this it's fun for me to do Sometimes it may not be as fun sometimes because of what's going on, but as long as I'm having some type of fun with it, it's all good. The thing is also, if the shit hits the fan and somebody takes something that you said the wrong way... Mm-hmm. Which has happened before. Being a quote-unquote professional, you would want to explain what you actually meant. Because that's what shows professionalism. Mm-hmm. Is accepting that you made the mistake and changing it so that either you're apologizing for what you said and offending people or trying to explain yourself so that people aren't basically jumping down your throat. Mm-hmm. Now, if we go um, a little bit more into the article, according to a statement, and I quote, it pays the bills, meaning that she can make a decent living off of cosplay. This seems like a similar, if not sentiment, amongst some cosplayers out there. The idea that they could turn cosplay into life-sustainable businesses to the point where they can call themselves a professional cosplayer, which, in my opinion, there's no such thing. Someone, had, no. someone made a point about Disney. No, you are considered a cast member. So if that's what they call professional cosplayers, that's that. As far as I know, if I don't get paid to make appearances at cons and conventions and this and that in costumes and stuff like that. I go because I want to. I go to have fun with it. Yeah, about that. Yes. Professional cosplay, there's only so few people that can actually even begin to make it as professional cosplayers that mm-hmm. the term might as well not exist. Yes. 
The thing is, if you're a professional cosplayer, you're actually a model. Yes. Yeah. And you should just say, I'm a model. I'm a professional model that happens to cosplay. And there are actually professional models out there that choose to cosplay. Which but is, they don't call themselves professional model, professional cosplayers. Yeah, which is why a lot of uh, cosplay fan pages you see model up there or artists. Because the term cosplay means costume play. You really can't define that professionally per se. It's like you got to come up with something close that you do what you do. That would be like me saying I'm a, I'm a professional lazy jackass. Just because I'm good at it and just because I follow through with it doesn't mean that I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. Now, we go a little bit more back into this article here. Now, as it goes, as much as making money off of something you love, you love would be nice, turning cosplay into business itself comes with too many red flags, mainly legal red flags. Say the show becomes a huge hit and this makes cosplay a lot more appealing than before. This increased appeal goes to poster sales and pays the bills. So in that case, prepare to receive C&Ds or even worse. The profitable aspect of cosplay acts as a bullseye for these cosplayers, in which now the companies swarm to them like piranhas to take a chunk out of their profits. After all, they created these characters, not the cosplayers. So these people were fans, but were also free advertisement of walking booth babes without having to pay hefty sum for models. All of a sudden, these cosplayers are making a solid living by using the IP behind their back. That's bad business for them, and as such, the lawsuits are usual protocol. And if this happens, this could probably cause an issue with with commissioners and, and costumers alike, you know? It's sort of like the the companies know there are cosplayers. The company knows that there are people who make these costumes and charge and so forth. Just don't make a big deal out of it. It's like, we gonna, we're going to turn our back to it and let y'all do whatever because it's free publicity. But then it just takes, like, as one person has stirred a pot a particular way to bring it up to a boil, and the company's like, well, we can't really turn our back anymore. But you know what have to happen for that to happen is that you'd have to get into mass production. Right well, now, cosplayers, they can... I mean, right now, cosplayers, customers, they can make money making commissions, doing appearances, and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But no one's going to make immediate profit overnight. It's not possible. Well, you're right, but on the same token, you do have, like, if you go on eBay right now, so many, like, um, Chinese manufacturers are churning out these costumes where you can get for, like... 50 and 60 dollars at a pop easily but that's a different that's a different ball game it's chinese manufacturers well they're but they don't have it legally either you know it's, it's not i'm not saying it's legal i'm saying right. it's a different ball game different kettle of fish you're not dealing with cosplayers anymore you're dealing with businesses but you're dealing with you're dealing with a faceless business then it's not cosplayers but that's what I mean. I mean, I'm not talking about cosplayers who are selling them on eBay. I'm talking about the, the businesses that are on eBay selling these costumes, which we have seen in dealers' rooms from time to time. Of course we've seen them in dealers' rooms from time to time, but I think these companies know that I think, I, I think these companies know that these, this Chinese place is different from the cosplayers themselves. You think so? I think so. And Scarlet goes, I'm playing, profe- I'm playing professional cosplay collections agent. Where's my commission money? <laughs> Touche. That's a good one. Yes. And as we, as we go a little bit... The, the long and short of the article is about the legal, the legal aspect of 
making uh, costumes and what happens when cosplaying gets really mainstream and very popular. Because I, I doubt it'll happen, but still, anything's plausible. Well, look at it this way. Mm -hmm. If you see Yaya endorsing those Chinese places, that's a different ballgame. That would be the nuclear bomb. And then at that point, more people will love her and more people will hate her. And it's like, and I'm just going to be under my rock and just waiting till everything settles down. Well, at least she has her cat ears that she that she has the trademarks for. Yeah, now that's a much different kettle of fish. Mm-hmm. Now, if Yaya wanted to go into fashion design and make her own fashion, and make her own geek-oriented fashion line, that would end up being something that could be potentially quite sustainable. Mm. I just, because mm-hmm. oh. say what you want about Yaya, say what you want about her, love her, hate her. She has a brand name. Oh yeah, of course. And it seems like right now she's just riding the wave of what's going on and not seeing what's going to happen next. It's like she's like living in the now instead of like living in the now and getting ready for what could happen next. Oh yeah, that interview at BronyCon when it finally comes out. Just saying, yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna touch on these subjects. Ooh. But that's all I'm gonna say about that. All right. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Um, also, like I said, this, as I said, this weekend was like an epic weekend for the, for various fandoms. I mean, like you had the big Sailor Moon announcement. You had the result of World Cosplay Summit. You also had. The announcement of the 12th Doctor. So, this was a very geekified weekend. So, let's cover this quickly. Um, as you know, Anime Jam Session, we've been, some, been following World Cosplay Summit. We've been following Carmeluna Cosplay as they were representing and qualifying for WCS. And then we became, then we also started following Cupcake Cosplay, who became the U.S. Uh, representatives to Japan for WCS. And all, and they, and they say Hardwick doesn't pay off. It certainly does. If if you work hard enough, you, you, you're going to get you're going to get the recognition that you deserve. So, in doing so, I like to say congratulations to Cassie and Tiff, who came in second place at World Cosplay Summit and also walked away with the Craftsmanship Brother Award. And to that, I just have to say this. You're batting a thousand with these songs. I try. I try. I'm just, I'm just hot because everybody kept saying that America is not going to place. It won't happen. And I have to admit, from hearing all the bullshit that goes on with that, even I'm like, you know what? As long as they go to represent and do, that's all that matters. But they, in turn, came back with with awards. Well, it's well. The awards are validation for the awards are validation for the American cosplay scene. Mm-hmm. For years, we've been getting better, stepping up our game. Yes, but we haven't been recognized at the highest level. Mm-hmm. But the, the part of the issues, from my understanding, is I think for the U.S., you can't have professional seamstresses competing, whereas other countries you can. 
Yes, that is an issue, but you know what? One thing that did change, I watched it live. Yeah. And one thing that did change was the craftsmanship scores. Yeah. Craftsmanship used to not get 15 points. Craftsmanship had the most points. Right. That helped Tiffin Cass. Because not for nothing, I really think craftsmanship should hold a higher weight than over anything else. Because anybody can get up on stage and do a skit and do a dance and do a routine. It just takes somebody with a lot of hard work and talent to sit there and make these phenomenal costumes. Oh yeah, definitely. But you know what else that yeah. also gets underestimated at times is the performance aspect because we've been to a lot of masquerades. We've seen a lot of people in great costumes yes. sync up the stage. Mm -hmm. What Tiff and Cass did performance-wise, wow, I'm still impressed. Now, as I, I'm going to post a link on our Facebook page as soon as I find it of their performance so other people can check it out. Now, I'm looking at the results page going back the last eight years. The last time we placed was 2009 for craftsmanship. And this year we walk away with second place and, and craftsmanship. So who knows? Maybe next year we will walk away with, uh, with, with, the, with the top prize. Well, it's uh, something for them to strive for. Hell yeah! When you can, when you see that we're that the U.S. is getting so much so into the uh, cosplay scene, and that there are still people that are making their own costumes instead of buying them elsewhere. Mm. <clears throat> Yeah, and if we go to the chat room real quick, uh, Jay Green says, yeah, I re still remember the screw job of 05. Well, now you got me thinking of WWE where Vince said, I didn't screw Brett, Brett screwed Brett. But, whatever. Yeah, whatever that screw job is, that's, that don't mean jack anymore. It means jack shit. Because we, we came up, we came, we saw, we kicked ass, and we walked away with a piece of the pie. Th that's all that really matters. Okay. All right, now let's move on. Let's uh, quickly cover um, this next article, and then we're going to jump right into the thicket of BronyCon. All right, let me uh, open up Word real quick one more time. Now, what's very popular nowadays is everybody's using their cell phones with apps to track how much they lose weight, and there are like like Fitbit and MyFitnessPal, and there are other people who have it, and you and you friend each other, and you kind of and you motivate each other to get to your goal to do what you got to do. Now, there is another app called Hey Fatty. It's an app that uses hot anime men to shame women into losing weight. Now. I see Mako has she has her target site locked on this, so I'm gonna let her have this. Yeah, let us start. All right. Um. So basically, um, this app it's the female version of an app that Japan already has. The app is a combination of a weight loss kind of uh app like the my fitness pal and stuff like that but it also is kind of like a dating sim um it's called nenshu and the men's app has pretty anime ladies that support their users as they try to lose weight offering words of encouragement and compliments 
the app for girls um, basically it, it focuses on ab workouts and arm toning, but it opts for the very hot anime guys to insult you. Um, and basically it's uh, what they're quoting as fat shaming. Um, because nothing makes you want to stick to a healthy diet and exercise regimen more than being berated by a cartoon man you're dating. Um, I'm so yeah, so I mean, and it's... The, the whole thing is that it's been proven that fat shaming is a very ineffective weight loss tool. And because people feel bad about being told that they're fat and all that, it actually makes them gain weight because it triggers what makes them psychologically either eat more or stay in or whatever. So, I mean, it's it's actually kind of horrible that they're doing it in this way. Well, like you said, it's all a mind thing. So they figure, you know... If it's working for the guys, let's make it for the ladies. Now, some of but us... But it's not the same thing. Right. Right. You, It's like, you know, for the girl, you know, she'll make this one comment. Us guys are like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to work much harder and do this. And just, yeah! And whereas if it's, um... If it's the reverse, and if the guy's telling her, well, if you just this and that, most chicks will look at the guy like, you have lost your fucking mind. And I mean, you're already talking about a culture where women are supposed to be quiet and listening to their guys, and like, like that kind of um, like intimacy in the culture. So I mean, it might just be a cultural difference, but at the same time. Um, if you're really doing an, a dating sim, why do you want to have all of your possible dates be with asshole guys that are going to call you fat? See, not everybody likes that, you know? No, I mean, there are... I mean, you have... In the whole anime genre, you have the different typical females and how they act. And the same is true for the male genre, but it's it's like it's weird that with this dating sim, in both aspects, that you wouldn't have a character that does like that it would you wouldn't have different characters for those different types of personalities. Instead, you have one type of personality through the whole thing. I mean, that's what I don't get. I could understand if you had, if like, if you were playing the dating sim and the guy you chose had that personality, that's different. But for every single one of them to basically be like, fuck you, you're fat. I don't think so. Like, you know. No, it, it's, it's a bit much. Um, and, and again, I mean, you have to look at the guys. The guys app is going to have that one particular girl. So what if that's not the kind of girl that a guy is into and he wants somebody that's going to fat shame him? 
not that it happens, but you, you, you know what I'm saying. Right, right. Yes. It, it's not your typical dating sim, but at the same time, it's not a realistic weight loss app either. It's like taking the worst of both worlds and combining them. So um, let's ask enough. Let's ask um, Jamie real quick. What's her take on this? So you, you've been hearing us, I bouncing back and forth. What's your opinion about this? Um, I definitely agree. Um, how it's like a cultural difference. I mean, you look at you look at Japan and and like Korea and China, for example, and their sizing is completely different than than our sizing, for example. And I feel like it's just more accepted in Japan for an app to, to come out like this. Um, I mean, for example, you don't, you wouldn't see this app in the U S I mean, I, I mean, I tried finding it to see if I could uh, download it myself and it wasn't available. So, well, someone um, probably has it downloaded where you can sideload it to your phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't see, um, I don't. I don't see it um, being pulled anytime soon. So, no, I, I don't see it being pulled, especially since I mean, where this was found. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a lot of American women being upset about it, and truthfully, that's not who they're going after. But I mean, the at the same time, it's just like it is. I mean, it's just, it's, it's weird. But again, it's, it is something, I mean, if, if you are in Japan, the, what they call fat is not at all what Americans call fat. Unless you're fanboy. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but still. Yeah. Female overweight in Japan is more like what we're normally seeing like quote unquote real woman here well again their sizing difference is different but I mean at the the same time is that I don't know it just it doesn't compute to any like to anybody to have somebody basically berate you instead of encouraging you. What I'm curious about is how a Japanese woman would react to that from Japan because we're looking at this from American eyes. Yes, this is wrong. Yes, this is not cool. But like you said before, it's a cultural difference. Like Jamie said, in Japan, it, like in Japan and Korea, things are different there. Not trying to justify it, but it is what it is. Yeah, I'm just like I'm still trying to figure out like culturally why it's okay to fat shame women there if that's the case. Because that's basically what this is. I mean, yes, it's bad here, but is it really okay there too? It's sort of like I mean, is it it very is very good question. I, I mean, is it that it, are we that culturally different? that even like in Japan it's okay to shame a woman about her size I I kind of think it's more along the lines of like the 
the mind the stereotype of like Japanese women are very submissive. So when the game when this app is saying how they should lose weight, this they'll listen and just because of that, you know, but it's not really a thing. But it's like, you know, trying to reinvent the wheel, build a better mousetrap. This, this ain't going to work. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it, it's just and, until we're able to actually speak with a female from Japan and not just somebody that's visiting or has been there for a while, but somebody that has been brought up in that culture and find out if it's actually... Uh, like if it's just a cultural thing or if it's just a guy thing Mm -hmm. because I mean you figure if the first one came out for guys it's very possible that it's just guys making the female app too and that's just what they portray it as yeah so very good point Mm -hmm. Let's see what's going on over here. Um, we go to the chat room real quick at live.vognetwork.com. ActDef uh, chimes in with, I can cite many cultural differences just between Mexico and the USA. There you go. And welcome to the chat, buddy. All right, now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and set the stage for the most important um, aspect of tonight's uh, showgram. Provided that... There we go. We're going to talk about BronyCon. So, Linwood, Jamie, the floor is yours. Start us off with when you first got there. And we'll just throw in random questions where need be. Should I go first? Yeah, I'll let Linwood start with that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, things were interesting that day. Well, let's just say this. We were supposed to leave our Philadelphia location by no late at 7.30, but we didn't leave till like around 8.15, around that point. So we already got a late start in the day and we didn't get there till like around 10.30. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had a typical trip. We had a typical trip down there, but I wanted to go to the writer's panel, but I said, you know what? I'm gonna have to skew it. It's not, it's not gonna happen not gonna happen so so we get to BronyCon we get to BronyCon we go up to the room so that you know we can change and stuff and then I get a text from Janie and that's where the real adventure began yeah I got a I got a a little tour of um, Baltimore and that whole DC area uh, makes me appreciate uh, Brooklyn a lot more (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I, I, that I remember I took the mega bus going down to Otakon one year, and I I, I knew, but I'm like, everyone's like, oh, it's easy. You just hop a bus from there. I'm like, okay. Took a bus. 90 minutes later, I finally made my way to the um to the hotel. I'm like, yeah, never again. Yeah. I will I'll, I, I will get a cab next time. Well. Gotta be careful with those cabs too. Let's yes. Just yes. Say, sure. uh, they definitely can uh, sense a uh, out of towny and uh, just kind of jump on that. So, mm-hmm. 
Well, at, at least we all banded together on the Facebooks and got you back on track. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Okay, so tell us more about the awesome stuff that stuff and swag that you got in the panels and stuff. Well, that's just it. As far as time goes, I was going to do the writer's panel. Jamie was going to do the live RP panel, but we didn't get to do those panels. Mm. What happened? Time. Time. Ah. <laughs> time. Well, maybe you should have gotten the doctor to uh, help you out with the time. <laughs> I wish. I wish. We did get um, a few uh, a good interview, though, and we did get to sneak in and sit in uh, on the uh, Amy Keaton Rogers uh, press conference for a couple minutes, so that yeah. was something. Is there anything you can kind of share with our awesome audience? Well, the questions, as far as spoiler wise, we didn't really get any seasons. We didn't get really get any season four spoilers. So, mm. if we're looking for that, if you're looking for that, um, no, sorry, you're not getting any. Okay, before we continue, um, Def shouts to us, Black Wolf is asleep, talk about ponies. Yes, um, I, I'm going to fill you in. As we're part of the, the VOD network, Voice of Geeks, we talk about all types of geekery, but Black Wolf, um, Seek Hale, um, Hale Black Wolf, he doesn't like uh, bronies and ponies, so it's a, an ongoing thing between me and Def and him, so since... Black Wolf is not hanging out in the chat at the moment. We can go ahead and talk about ponies and not have to worry about him attacking us. Woo! Yeah. And all I gotta say about that is bring it. But anywho, so how was the cosplay? Oh, there was the a lot of phenomenal cosplay, actually. Yeah, just like last year, the cosplay was ridiculously awesome on the highest level. Wow. That's for, I, I like to hear that. It's always nice to see fans interpret the characters in completely different ways. Mm-hmm. And then you get to see things like kids dress up in like the Cutie Mark Crusaders Aww. outfits. And it's just like, it just warms your heart. Oh, yeah, definitely. One of the things I did like about this version of BronyCon, there were a lot of kids there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's a good thing, because if the fandom is going to survive, you need to bring the kids in. You need to show them that, yeah, it's okay. Hey, that that works for me, because it's, it's just like with any fandom. As long as you get the kids in, they're all into it. At least there wasn't anyone work, running around with a with a KFC bucket with Scootaloo's face on it. <laughs> that we didn't see. Hmm. Remember, we we were only there for one day, so we didn't get to see the whole entire con. Okay. I think next year we'll have to do, like, a whole weekend group thing going down, so. Oh, we're, Jamie and I have already planned, have already started planning that. Well, like I, like I have been saying, since this is going to be my last Otacon for now, and if BronyCon falls just like that, I will be there. Well, yeah, I'm definitely going to BronyCon next year. I was always going to go to BronyCon 2014 for the whole weekend. All right. So... How is um how 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 is the staff um running around? I gotta say, uh, props to the staff. Yeah. I mean, I I had a lot of questions. Um, I got lost, <laughs> and they're for the most part very friendly, uh, very informative. If one press, oh, I'm sorry, if one member of the staff didn't 
know something, uh, they would just direct me to the next member of staff, and those guys would help me. Well, that's good. Uh, let's see. If we go to the, uh, to the chat room again, um, let's see, Jay Green goes, I wonder what Black Wolf thinks of Homestuckers. Uh, let's not go there. Oh. Uh, Actef follows up with, as for Homestuckers, I think he doesn't have an opinion on him since OLR has Doc Sakura and she loves Homestuck. Well, Actef, you also forget that Mako-chan has fallen into the hole of Homestuck, so I, 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 I have no say in the matter anymore. I treat Homestuck like I treat my little pony. Lies! That's all I'm going to say for that. Lies! I'm not a huge fan of the complete series, but there are characters I like. Okay. Uh, Jay Green com- follows up with, you mean a convention celebrating a kid's show had kids in the convention? Clutch my pearls. <laughs> That's a good one. That's definitely a good one. Damn Props. it, Joey. Damn it. <laughs> Alright, so was it? what was like the high point of this convention? Jamie, you want to go first? For me, I think it was the vendor's room, that that's just me personally, because, uh, I don't know, walking around the halls, I didn't encounter, a, um, I encountered a lot of cosplay, but it wasn't until I hit the vendor's room that I encountered, like, some phenomenal, like, mind-blowing costumes that I was able to get pics of, and that was, that was great. It, it kind of walked in, and you were like, what is, and you just see the doors open, all the normal <laughs> costumes, you're like, you hear, oh. <laughs> Hear, Pretty much. Yeah, you hear the angels singing and stuff like that. What about you, Linwood? Well, as for me, two things. Number one, the general expression of creativity. One of the things that definitely attracts me to the Brony fandom is the creativity. The fact that you have so many people, so many writers, so many artists, so many musicians gathering together and celebrating their love for the show through their creativity makes for some awesome, awesome stuff. Mm. And it also makes some awesome dealer's room stuff, too. I got a, the beer style with Flim and Flan's face on it. That's just amazing. Simply amazing. And it came out just in time. Sam Adams, Sam Adams Oktoberfest is out, so it's going to be getting plenty of use from me. However, the number two thing, and I think the most important thing is this. The fact that we spent six weeks playing this convention, Jamie and I. However... And those, however, those six weeks of planning came apart in 10 seconds flat. But you know what the great thing was? I still had a great time. I had a great time because I was hanging out with great, I was hanging out with great friends, going, hanging out with great friends, seeing a bunch of great stuff, taking pictures of great cosplay, talking to a bunch of great bronies, and just basically hanging out and shooting the shit with Jamie was a lot of fun. That's good. I like that. I, I like that, that that camaraderie. I mean, not for nothing. I can't remember the last time we've we've actually brought up that type of positive aspects from an anime con. Like Maka, wasn't the last time we brought up something like this? We we're talking about Pax East. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, especially the sixteen pl- sixteen people playing Cards Against Humanity with the big bottle of Johnny Walker Red. Mm-hmm. And game. And game. Yeah. Anywho. Alright, so, uh, Jamie, what was your high point uh, of the con? Um, like Linwood said, it was definitely, um, just getting to hang out 
and enjoy the community in general. Like, it's just everyone is just so friendly and so welcoming. I mean, like, you just walk down the halls and you'll just strum up a conversation um, with a complete stranger, and it's just great and awesome. And there's just there's like just no negativity at all at that con. I feel like everybody is friends. I mean, friendship is magic after all. So. All right. Now, any like any cons? You know, stuff you didn't like that you saw. I'm sorry. Repeat that. Like, yeah. What'd you ask? Like the um the was there any like issues with the convention? Like the downside? You know, stuff you didn't like. Hmm. It's hard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think by default, the fact that you can't come up with anything bad to say about the con, they did. Okay, I can come up with something bad to say about the con. What? Starbucks. That damn line. Oh, yeah, the Starbucks at the Baltimore Convention Center had a, a line going up the wazoo, and it just did not get any shorter. <laughs> I, I I figured you know y'all were y'all been con going for a long time. You would bring like your own like cider and stuff like that, so you don't have to wait on this long lines and stuff. You know, we only waited for the day, so. But I'm mean, but still, but but I understand what you mean. I understand. So. But then again, knowing me, I'll probably walk around with a thing at Dunkin' Donuts anyway, because I ain't too thrilled of Starbucks. So, any particular cosplays that kind of caught your eye? Definitely the uh, winners of the cosplay contest. Um, it was a Pinkie Pie and a um, male Twilight Sparkle. Whoa. And um, uh, they just had really unique designs. I believe the Pinkie Pie was like a pirate Pinkie Pie. Um, like a pirate wench kind of Pinkie Pie, and the Twilight Sparkle was um, like a mage kind of uh, male Twilight Sparkle. And uh, I got pictures. Just... I got pictures. You know, it's it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was saying that when I eventually do my male Twilight Sparkle cosplay, even though I've been I I, I have fan art of what I'm supposed to do, I just keep thinking Twilight Sparkle more along the lines of like Merlin or something like that. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, but I also have another um, cosplay plan idea I'm going to do, and I'll tell you all about that later. So, Let's see, and if we go to the, uh, if we go to the chat room again, um, hockey comment goes. It'll be interesting to see what the 2014 Otakon and BronyCon dates are going to be, since there's a possibility of the date of IndyCar race in Baltimore getting moved to a college football game being scheduled for Labor Day weekend at the M&T Bank Stadium. Well, I hope Brody has Labor Day weekend then. No, 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 no. You can't have it Labor Day weekend. Dragon, Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Yeah, you can't have that. I mean, it was bad enough people were pissing their pants over which either the Brony or Oda, you know what I'm saying? And I actually know people who actually went down to Brony Con who are still there now getting ready for Oda Con. It's like, why leave? See, I can't do that. And degenerate Johnny uh, Johnny goes. Any racist barns at the con? Well, there really weren't uh, any racist barns, but there was a bit of spaghetti, though. Spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of spaghetti. Explain spaghetti. 
Okay. This is how I inter. I mean, this is how I got. This is how I got spaghetti. Uh-huh. There was this one guy, right? Yeah. That met this girl online, and he be- that met this girl online. They eventually met. Mm-hmm. They eventually met, and after a short time, he actually he, he actually got he he actually proposed. He actually proposed, and she of course turned him down. And when he and when he turned her down, he had all the spaghetti falling out. Now, where the spaghetti was in his pockets, or when it was on a plate, and it just fell, or and it just fell on him. That's where the term spaghetti comes from. Spaghetti meaning awkward. I got Let nothing. Me... Three words. Actually, four. Running of the bronies. Oh, yes. <laughs> what was that? Well, during the cosplay panel, we had bronies running. I <laughs> say, we had bronies running around the convention hall. Interrupted the co- <laughs> interrupted the panel twice. Well, at least it wasn't Homestuckers. Yeah, but it kind of felt just as awkward. Mm. Like, I mean, I don't like I said, I'm a brony. I'm a self-aware brony. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with being a brony, but yeah. You have anything to add about? It? You have anything to add, add to that, Jamie? Um, it was definitely awkward, I think also because uh, there was one guy in the middle of it all, and he was holding up a balloon with a crown on it. Um, don't know the context of that, but uh, that definitely made the whole thing a lot more spaghetti ear. <laughs> wow. Look, in response to that guy proposing, this is all I have to say. I know that was wrong I know that was cruel but the fact of the matter remains oh and just for the record I shouldn't have done that because I did that but the only difference is I knew my girlfriend for at least six to eight months before we actually met at a con and I actually proposed. And then about four months later, uh, she took the ring off and other shit happened. So that storyline arc of my life is gone and done with. So, Well, at least you said yes once. Well, yeah. And uh, when, when Degenerate Johnny said racist barn, um, I don't know if you remember when... Um, I have played um, a particular remix of Raise This Barn. It sounded a little funky. Let's see if I can find the... Um... Oh, no. I know which remix he's talking about, too. Is this the one I'm currently playing? Ah, Racist Barn. <laughs> So, Luma, was that the one you were you were thinking of? Yeah, that was one of the ones I was thinking of. There's what? there's another one that actually says Reese's Barn. What? <laughs> oh, all the ponies in the back of the barn. 
Oh my. No, but nothing beats Drink This Beer. Drink <laughs> This Beer is epic. Um, just so you know, for, uh, for, uh, for, uh, Jen, th that's her ringtone when she calls me. So, yeah. Yes, next year we next year Jen has to come to the con so that we can so that we can play drink this beer at inappropriate times. Yes, and have and have and have her MLP uh, based drinks, and we'll have um, Mako Chan like in a daze, like derpy on on the bed. <laughs> oh God, that was horrible. Oh, and Mako, I think this is what you were looking for. Actually, no. Close enough. Um, that's what I was looking for. What the hell did you put into the uh, into the chat? Oh, and Degenerate Johnny goes, "No zebras allowed." That's that's wrong. That is so wrong. <laughs> no, what what Degenerate Johnny said. I'm waiting for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! You're welcome. Somebody go get Martin Luther Pony King, please. You're welcome. I I, I think the podcast is at the point where we have derailed, fallen over, and we're not getting up anytime soon. Yeah. So wow. Before, um, yeah, game over. Before wow. Um, I, 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 I'm just looking up the stuff that people have done for Racist Barn, and I'm quite amused. Um, quite, yeah. Wow. Um, continue. I'm just wow. You're going to link me to that later. Like I said before, we get out of here. I'll link with Jamie. Overall aspects of the con, final thoughts of it. Well, it my go ahead, Jamie. Sorry about that. No, don't. Um, I just wanted to say, um, overall, it was a great first experience for me, at least. Um, and I'll definitely be returning um, next next year. Since uh, I, as far as I could tell, there were no fiascos that happened at the con, at least. No lights burning out or exploding. No. no. Wow. Well, as for, well for me, the second time was just as good as the first time. Great convention, great time, great people, great company, and very inspiring too. I can't wait for next year. Can't wait to cosplay next year. So it's. So um, now that both of you have went to Big Apple PonyCon, um, just as good or? I think it's a uh, it's difficult to compare the two because uh, okay. Big Apple PonyCon was such a small, intimate con. Like there were pros of pros of that particular convention, and then there were different pros okay. of BronyCon. Like with BAP, um, Big Apple PonyCon, it took up, I think, just one long hallway um, or two long hallways, and that was it. But it was still 
um, really special. How much of BronyCon to take up in the BCC? That's what I'm curious about. What do you think, Jamie? Like 40%? Yeah, I would say 40 or 50%. I mean, it was so jarring. We were walking to the dealer's room, like how we're doing it at Otakon, and we realized, oh, crap, the convention already ended. Wow. Okay. All right. I, I think we've had enough. Let's, <laughs> let's go ahead, knock out our last break, and, and just wrap shit up. Agreed? Sounds, Sounds good to good. me. Sure. All right. We'll be back.
欲望ロックっていう風です Looks like it's turned out to be one of those nights again, has it, Mako-chan? Yeah, I guess so. Well, between Skype and the and the BIOS router, you know, and the mixer, you know, which... I'm going to take a picture of this setup and just, like, print it out and put it on my fridge so I know to make sure it sets, it's set like this at all times for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, unless you have somebody in studio with you and need to change everything again. <laughs> But we don't have to, I don't have to worry about that this time because you know why? Why? I have an I I have a stereo splitter for for another headset and I have an extension cable for another microphone. So we're good. Ah. And if it comes down to it, I can flip things around so it can be a certain way. So we're good. Alright, so Linwood and Jamie, thanks for being on our long-winded, um, pretty decent epic of a podcast tonight. Thanks for having us. Anytime. Yes, definitely. Anytime, anytime. And if we go to the chat room real quick, we have at Death Whip, that's some racist barn. 
uh, Jay Green with best chat ever, and Degenerate Johnny goes, action never stops here. Yeah, pretty much. Especially when the liquor is flowing at the Vogue Network Bar and Grill. So let's kind of move things along here. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent podcasters. We do this for free. We do it for the fun of it. So this is how we do. So when we tell you what we think of something, it's totally independent. We're not being paid. Besides, nobody will even bribe us because our starting pay is around, like, what? A quarter million? Isn't that right, Mako? Oh, yeah. Sure. (laughs) Nah, fancy pants rolls half a million or nothing. Are we going to go Ocean's Eleven up in here? Don't give me ideas for BronyCon 2014. Dude, you have no idea. But, anywho, uh, check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. We have um, cosplay articles going up every Monday. And this past Monday we have, um, from Uni, cosplay interview with Kiori. So come on down and definitely check it out. And if you check the site, I also posted my favorite picks from Castle Point. So definitely check those out. Let's see. Um, also on our site are links to our uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Ustream, iTunes, and our podcast. If you can't get to our podcast or our website, you can always find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, and Xbox Music. So if you give us any five-star reviews, we'll gladly read them on the air. Definitely check us out at youtube.com slash anime jam session TV where you'll see videos from MAGFest and PAX East. It seems I'm going to have to redo the PonyCon videos because I encoded them in the wrong file format. Dumbass. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Look here, Milk Chan. You <laughs> dumbass. Why, you little... Anyway, yeah, I have to re-encode them for normal MPEG instead of MPEG four. It turned them into like classic HD with the black bars. I'm like, yeah, this ain't gonna work. So those videos should be up probably next week or maybe before I leave for Otakon. Depends how things go. But definitely check out our personal YouTube pages. Uh, I'm at DJ Ron S. Um, Mako Chan is at Jupe Luna. You can find Ari at Ari two two six eighty two. So. You guys and gals have your uh, YouTube page you want to pimp out? Nope. <laughs> All right. I do have a, I do have a page that I do want to print out. TheOutHouses.com, the greatest comic book and geek news website on the planet. We'll definitely. Emo- okay, we're going. We're going to get to that. I didn't. I didn't forget. Didn't, My bad. No problem. Sorry. It, it's all My good. My bad, Rama. It's all good, dude. You can definitely find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime jam session. Follow us on here so you know when photos and videos and articles on all cool stuff are going up, what conventions we're going to. Definitely check that. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find me at DJ Ron S. Ari is at the Ari Man. Mako Chan's at Joe Videa. Uh, anybody else have a Twitter they want to share? Oh, I guess that's a no. Exactly. No. All right. Um, Facebook. Find us at facebook.com slash anime jam session. We are um we are at two thousand four hundred and eighty-eight fans. I just gotta say thank you. If it wasn't for you guys liking what liking our page, we wouldn't be able to do what we do to make you like it. So as long as you keep liking the page, we'll start we'll continue to post articles, photos, videos, anything else, because it's the coolest shit. And besides, we are the number one we are the highest rated Facebook page on the VOG Facebook fan page on the VOG network, so <laughs> 
to if you do want to follow us personally on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash DJ You can find uh, Mako-chan at Makoto Mako-chan Kino, or if you start typing Mako-chan, it'll pop right up. So anybody else want to pimp out their Facebooks? I'm good here. All right. Well, I do have a Facebook that's more business-wise, Linwood Earl Knight. Okay. That's that's where most of my business stuff happens. That's where most of the articles get posted. Most of the official photo shoots will get posted on there. So if you want to check me out, Linwood Earl Knight on Facebook, do just that. I'll add you right. I'll add you back as soon as possible. Mm. Wonderful. Oh, and breaking news: Otakon has a twenty-one plus lounge. Looks like I know where I'm going to be. But anywho. Uh, like I said, we are on the VOD Network uh, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Encore presentations at 1 p.m. Um, Eastern. Um, what's going to happen is the podcast will be going up Wednesday night on the feed. And it will be posted on the site Friday around noon at its normal time. Thank God for scheduled posts. But like I said, we're on the VOD Network. Voice of Geeks. We're not the only uh, geek show on this network. Uh, you want to check out Critical Myth. British Invaders and Pop Culture and Under Sedation Live. Those are your, your shows if you love science fiction, movies, pop culture, British programming, Doctor Who, all that cool um, pop and geek stuff that's going on on TV right now. If you're into video games, you want to check out Girls Gone Wow and Horde House on Wow Wednesdays. And don't forget to check out the Bobby Blackwell Show, 8 p.m. Sunday, followed by Orange Johns Radio, Sundays at 9. The Power Block flagship programming of the VOG Network. So definitely don't miss that on Sundays, starting at 8 Eastern Standard Time. So, last words, Mako. Um, my last words, uh, if you have pre-ordered the Japanese Sailor Moon figure arts. Uh, it's being released this month, so you've only got a couple more days. It seems that some places where you pre-order, you get a, a figure arts poster as well. friend of mine got one. Lucky. Linwood, last words? Hmm, last words. Let's see. Let's see. Well, honestly... I wish I could go to Otakon, but I can't. My job is not letting me, so it is what it is in that regard. Also, this was a really great time, and I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. This is Fancy Pants signing off. Jamie, last words. Um, just wanted to plug Gen Con coming up in Indianapolis in less than a week. If anyone's going there, and they. See a small little Asian running around, just uh, hit me up. <laughs> you don't want to say that too loudly at a too loudly. You might find a whole trail of guys chasing you down. <laughs> and then me and Lim will have to start beating them down with bats a la River City Ransom. <laughs> Not just bats, but swords. Well, my sword's right here by my um right by my door, so I'm good. Good. Yeah. Excellent. And don't forget, Jamie's not just some marriage little Asian. She's the Korean-American princess. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, I ain't got no problems with that. It's all good. Um, as for me, Otakon has a 21-plus lounge, so... <laughs> thank you, based fandom. <laughs> so, Dear yeah. God. So, yeah, there will definitely be a big Otakon show coming up next week, so... 
We'll be here on same VOG network time, same VOG network channel. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. I'm Linwood. And I'm Jamie. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week. So, see ya. Night. Good night. Later. I liked it. That was short and sweet. So, um... Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. You did that shit on purpose, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. You are such a bitch. Now you've got it stuck in your head. Hate you. <laughs> and that's a wrap. That was... about the show. See you next time.